Moncrief on News Talk. Now, over the weekend, social media had a bit of a reaction to a woman posing for a fairly typical Instagram holiday shot, leaning back, one hand in her hair. The thing was, she was visiting Auschwitz at the time. So is Instagram to blame for this? Pip Jones is a travel journalist and the presenter of the Travel Gold podcast. Pip, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, is it Has it now become something of a phenomenon that... People will, particularly, you know, influencers or content creators will travel to a particular place to take that perfect photo, but it's somehow divorced from the place. Absolutely. I think Instagram and TikTok and platforms like that don't just influence where we go, but how we behave in a destination. The world's greatest views are now a mere backdrop uh, to the self, isn't it? We are the focus of the destination. And, you know, I think we see these pictures by influencers, you know, the ones, the twirly dresses, the staring into the distance, and people try and replicate those images. And ultimately, it just leads to a kind of homogeny of images um, of destinations, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, and, and, and I suppose as many, uh, as often as not, they're put through some sort of a filter anyway. Absolutely. And I think it can, you know, give a very unrealistic view of destinations. For example, you can see lovely pictures of ladies in, you know, poppy fields in California. But actually, if you zoomed out, there'd be thousands of tourists there all trying to get the same photo. <laughs> now, and, and it's fun and to, to completely blame Instagram for this or to completely blame influencers from that. But it, 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 it does some responsibility, Pip, lie with tourism bodies in, in various countries that were encouraging these people to come? Definitely. I think when Instagram really started to grow in prominence, a lot of tourism boards really wanted influencers to come over to promote their destinations. There was uh, Wanaka in New Zealand in 2015. They started hosting, you know, influencers with huge followings in exchange for posts about their experiences. And obviously visitor visitor numbers shot up. So now they've done a complete U-turn and they're asking people to skip the social media shots and share something new because the problem with influencers or, you know, people in general flocking to a destination to get the perfect picture is that that then encourages more people who want to replicate those pictures. And with that brings, you know, increased traffic, rubbish. You can even damage trails as well. People are stamping all over wildflowers, you know, this congestion In some cases, you can even price locals out of the housing market because obviously a lot of places get turned into Airbnbs now as well. So I think social media is only part of the problem. Obviously, mass tourism is a huge widespread problem. But I think social media has helped really exacerbate these issues, certainly in the last sort of seven to 10 years, I'd say. Mm. Uh, God, that that speaks to social media being extremely influential in terms of generating Mm. tourism then. Absolutely. I mean, I think I believe Instagram's got about a billion users. And I think um, at the moment in the UK, TikTok, I think, has got about 23 million users a month. Those are huge numbers. And like I said, a lot of people see these, you know, typical Instagrammy type shots and they want to replicate them. And that's the part that really interests me. You know, you can't solely lame the, the blame at influencers. They're going and they're doing their thing. And then Everyone else just wants to copy that. And that's how you end up seeing the same images over and over again in destinations. 
Yeah, and it does kind of have the uh, kind of cumulative effect of giving everywhere kind of a sameness because it's the influencer or the, the the person copying influencers who's in the foreground of the picture. You can't really tell what's behind them that much. No, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, the destination itself is just the backdrop, you know, because we're all encouraged, certainly in social media, to have a certain level of narcissism. I know, I'm sure we're all guilty of it. And we're now the focus of, you know, a lot of photos, including travel. And I think it's that sort of, you know, dissonance that we're seeing when we see people in, you know, really sacred sites, you know, religious sites, or even sites like Auschwitz, where you think, oh, my goodness, what is this behavior? Why are people posing here? But I guess it's that disconnect, isn't it? Because Mm. we're all just encouraged to constantly post pictures of ourselves and talk about ourselves and all that kind of thing. So no wonder that people are behaving in, you know, quite strange ways in destinations. God, you'd wonder what the point is of travel, uh, then, if you're going to get in a plane and take a long-haul flight just to say, you know, I'm in Koh Samui, uh, um, but I'm great because I'm in Koh Samui rather than Koh Samui is great and I'm happy to be here. For sure. And don't get me wrong, I love taking holiday pictures. We all do. It's really, really nice to have the memories. And I have to remind myself at times as well is to put down the phone and actually enjoy where I am like look around you know it doesn't necessarily need to go on social media and I say that as a travel journalist you know you have to kind of stop and really you know get a sense of where you are and really appreciate it and you know maybe scale back a little bit and certainly behave properly you know don't climb on statues and respect religious sites please don't pose outside gates of Auschwitz you know it's these kind of behaviors we really need to take stock and uh, think about, you know, what we're doing when we travel. And and so, Pip, I mean, a bit like, say, Venice, where they're trying to restrict the numbers coming into it. Is there an argument for for many other places in the world where the actual sheer force of numbers should be reduced? Do mind people climbing over it to, to get a good selfie? For sure. And I think a lot of tourism boards are trying their best to, you know, educate tourists and to spread tourists out. I know certainly... Um, the Netherlands Tourism Board are trying to encourage people to visit places other than Amsterdam, because obviously Amsterdam suffers from a huge amount of mm. tourism numbers, which has an impact on the residents. So they're trying to direct people to the other towns, you know, maybe Utrecht, for example, Den Haag. Um, they're having caps on visitor numbers in places like Santorini. They're looking at, you know, can we limit the amount of cruise ships coming in or in some cases banning them altogether? So like I said earlier, I, I think social media certainly plays a part, but mass tourism is this huge overarching issue. And I think a lot of destinations, especially post-COVID, have woken up now and think, right, how can we properly manage this so that you know we preserve these places, not just for visitors, but for the people who actually live there as well? Yeah. Are there any parts of the world that maybe are, are, are still have still yet to be discovered in a tourism sense? I mean, I was talking to um, the ambassador of tourism for Uzbekistan and for more emerging... There's a sentence you don't hear every day. I've got it well done. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, like some of the more smaller emerging destinations, you know, Instagram can be really good for them because it's showing people, look, here's somewhere you've never thought about before. Mm. You know, so it when used correctly, it can highlight, you know, lesser known places and places that perhaps need a bit more tourism or certainly need our consideration. So it's not that all social media is terrible and evil. I just think it needs to be used a little bit more responsibly. 
I look forward to seeing your selfies from Uzbekistan then, Pip. Thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Pip Jones, a travel journalist and presenter of the Travel Gold podcast. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.